Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What I want to know today is, why does everybody know how to talk in cursive? Does anybody else struggle actually trying to mimic that voice? How do you do it? Hi, hi guys. That's all I can say. Hi. (laughs) That's terrible. It's terrible. Wait, you've got to be kidding me. Let's get this untwisted. All right, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Get It Twisted. I need to be quite honest with you all and just let you know that this past week, I have been in a shit mood. Absolutely awful. I felt so unmotivated. I really wanted to be able to film a lot this week. I want to get caught up on a few different videos because Keith's birthday is coming up. My family is hopefully coming to town and there's a lot of things I would just love to be able to get ahead on. And obviously, I want to be able to film or record my podcast when I'm in a good mood or when I'm feeling interested in actually talking. But let me just say, it is pretty damn shitty when I'm in a bad mood, but I really want to be productive. And then I just can't. I jump off the bandwagon. I don't know how to get back on. It is so hard for me to be motivated when I'm just in a cranky mood. Like I was just feeling all of the things and I didn't know why. I was just really moody. I was cranky. I was hungry all the time. I was feeling like I had just spent the last, I think, 67 days now doing 75 hard for nothing. Like it felt like I hadn't seen any darn progress and I was feeling so defeated and I was just tired and all around just moody and uninterested in life. And then, you know what I realized? Do you want to know what I realized? (sighs) I was just PMSing. I was literally just PMSing. So you know what? I feel so much better once I come to that recognition. All of a sudden, it feels like my actions were actually justified. It feels like I can just rationalize why I was feeling angry, even though there is no rational explanation other than just my body's hormones. But all of a sudden, I feel more at peace with it. And that makes me happy. So today, I just kind of want to put all of that behind me. Forget the fact that I've had a really bad mood. And let's just be in a good mood together, okay? Let's spend the next hour or so just hanging out just talking and having a good ass time because that's what you came here for and that is exactly what I'm going to provide. This is going to be a really lighthearted and fun topic anyways because I'm going to go through with you all of the things that have honestly kept me sane, kept me happy, kept me in such a good mood throughout this quarantine. And you know what is actually wild to recognize is how long this has actually been going on for. I keep forgetting that I have pretty much been living um, in what could only be described as a hermit-like state at my home since March. And it feels like it was a different lifetime when I was out and about. I was actually roaming the earth. Pre-quarantine life feels like a different lifetime. It feels like a different century. I don't remember who I was. I don't remember how I acted. I went to a restaurant for the very first time yesterday since I think the very beginning of March. It was the first time I had ever really been truly out in public for an extended period of time. I hated every second of it. I felt so much guilt also 
Because the whole thing just really bothered me. Even though I got that I was eating at a restaurant that is a small business, I was helping support the business. I was helping the employees have shifts by, you know, providing my business. But everything about it just made me feel guilty just seeing the servers walk around in masks and you don't have to wear one when you're sitting at your table. Even though I was sitting outside, I just felt yucky about it. I didn't like it. So I don't really know if I'm going to continue to eat out until things are a little bit better where I am. If you don't know, I'm in Washington. So things are okay here, but they could definitely be a lot better. They're definitely a lot better in other areas of the country. Definitely a lot better in other areas of the world. But for now, I will continue to do my takeout. I will continue to live my hermit life. And while I'm not 100% okay with that, I am much happier staying at home, staying safe, prioritizing the health of others by just doing my part. That's my small little rant for the moment. Please be kind, wear a mask, and when we are at home, we can indulge in these beautiful things that I like to call my quarantine favorites. Pretty much every single day of quarantine, I think I've made a smoothie of some sorts. Whether I'm putting together random ingredients that I actually have at the moment because I've had a really empty pantry and refrigerator, or I'm just tossing my daily harvest smoothie into a blender. This is not sponsored, but I just literally love talking about them. I have made a smoothie, I want to say, every single day. It is the most fun part of my day. For whatever reason, it ends up taking me, honestly, 30 minutes from start to finish because I just take such care and precision in picking out my ingredients, honestly stalling. Really what it is is I'm stalling. I don't want to get back to work, so I'm going to spend 30 minutes preparing and then eating my smoothie is a whole other 30 minutes of the chapter of the book. I just love everything about smoothies. I think it's fun that you can change it up every time you are ready to indulge in one. You could make it savory. You could make it sweet. You could put it in a cup and drink it with a straw. You can put it in a bowl and add some granola, which is exactly what I do. Everything about smoothies is just fun. Like, is there any smoothie haters on this planet? I I don't know that there are. I would love to see this argument through. I don't know if I've ever met anybody who doesn't like smoothies. Truly, like truly, who doesn't like smoothies? There's nothing to hate. So that is literally my daily breakfast. It is what I think about before I go to bed at night. It is what helps me get out of bed in the morning, knowing that I'm going to spend at least a full hour just preparing and eating my smoothie bowls. Everything about the whole process just makes me happy. And I cannot express enough how important this next option is. And when I say option, I truly mean this is mandatory for me in my book. But your smoothie absolutely needs to be paired with a beautiful, beautiful cup of coffee. Ah, I love coffee. Should we just have like a short moment of silence for coffee? Just thanking all coffee beans out there just for their selflessness, their devotion to making people happy everywhere. Can we just we just have a moment for the coffee beans? <sighs> I love them so much. I personally use an espresso machine, which is, I think, one of the greatest hand-me-downs I've ever received. I am the youngest of three daughters. I don't know why I said it like that, but I have two older sisters. I am the youngest. And one of my sisters had, I think, one of the more basic models of the Nespresso machine. And she recently changed her living situation. So I was able to receive her old Nespresso machine. And let me just tell you, I didn't know something could bring me so much pure happiness, pure joy, 
pure caffeine, truly. It is honestly what guides me through my days. It is what brings me just to another level of Taylor. I don't think I am the woman I am without Nespresso in my life. And yes, this is an ode and a beautiful memoir to Nespresso, the company. If you are listening, please, please reach out to me. I would love nothing more in my life than to work with you, (laughs) please. I also must make a quick shout out to my loving father who selflessly sends me many Nespresso pods to be used with my Nespresso machine. And I am extremely grateful for that. So thank you, dad. And if I may also just go off on a small tangent of how amazing it is that you can compost your Nespresso pods. I mean, what gets better than that? That was one thing that always, you not irritated me, but just made me sad about the Keurig was I loved the convenience of the instant coffee, but the pods are essentially useless after you use them. But the idea of composting all of the coffee grounds and the material that was used with your Nespresso pod, ugh, it's just beautiful. It's pure genius and it's doing amazing things for our environment. So thank you, Nespresso, for your gift to our world. Wow, I have a friend. So rude of me. Let me just mute my telephone. That's literally the only text I've received all day. So don't worry. I'm not that popular. Promise. Of course, it just goes off in the middle of my podcast. Now, I'm sure a lot of you know, if you are a fan of my videos or you've just been following me for a long time, something that I do religiously is drink a gallon of water every single day. It's something that I started doing once I did my video drinking a gallon of water just for fun, like out of pure interest back in February, I believe. And ever since the day I started doing it for that video, I have not stopped. I legitimately don't think I've never not drinking a full gallon since that day, which is a little bit weird to think about. But it's something that I've realized I love and my body needs. Well, not needs, but it's just I think it really does good things for me. And I've really come to enjoy it. So beyond just my drinking a gallon of water, something that I've really come to love over the last few years is sparkling water. Now, don't worry, I'm not about to go on a little LaCroix rant, I promise. But my... (laughs) But my favorite sparkling water is actually from the brand Bubbly. And I don't even know if it's actually pronounced Bubbly or Buble. But ironically enough, that was how I first heard about the brand. I believe they did a Super Bowl commercial with Michael Buble maybe like two or three years ago. And it was essentially just another take on the sparkling water movement, if you will, because however many years ago, LaCroix kind of took over the sparkling water scene. Somehow it became like a weird, trendy visco girl thing and just never been a huge fan of LaCroix in general. But after I saw that commercial for Bubblies, I was so curious to try them and I was absolutely not disappointed. I would say probably ever since we saw that commercial, Keith and I drink Bubblies like it's going out of style. If you've never been big on sparkling waters because you kind of think they lack flavor or they're just not that great in general, go try a bubbly. If they have them where you are, give them a go. They're so darn delicious. And sometimes I just want something really refreshing and I never have like ice cold water with my gallon of water water bottle. So if I just want something extremely cold on a really hot summer day, I'm going to crack open a can of bubbly. I'm going to indulge in my calorie-less sparkling water, and it's going to be delicious. Their flavors are just top-notch. They have everything under the sun. Watermelon is so darn good. 
I think they have green apple, which almost has a little bit of a sourness to it. It's funny, even just saying that makes my jaw kind of clench up. You know, that like sour feeling you get when you're eating Sour Patch Kids or a really sour green apple, like your tongue and your jaw just gets really tight. I have that feeling right now. Oh my gosh, that's weird. But they have amazing flavors. It's such a cute brand. Every can has the cutest small details on it. Like for instance, with the green apple can, they have two apple slices that make a mustache with a smile attached to it. Like it's just cute. I just love little details like that. I'm such a sucker for little tiny things that always go unnoticed. But when you notice them, you're like, huh, that is so darn clever. Okay, also along the lines of just my daily routine and getting into the spirit of being Taylor, if you will, something that I actually count on and something that just helps me get me through my day is my podcast. Now, I feel like this is a little bit weird talking about this on a podcast, but I wish I could promote podcasts more and more and more. Like the one regret I have is never starting a podcast sooner than I did. I'm glad I finally just bit the bullet and did it, but I just could not be a bigger fan of podcasts. I am a devout fan of a few different podcasts that I probably listen to on a daily basis, at least during the work week, Monday through Friday. And then there are a few others that I just listen to because I love them and they just bring me pure joy. But let's say it's a Monday morning like it perhaps is right now as you're listening to the new episode of Don't Get It Twisted. I would be waking up and I would immediately turn on my favorite morning pop culture podcast, which is called The Morning Toast. Now, if you're not familiar with The Morning Toast, it's essentially just two sisters who talk about the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite of your morning toast. <laughs> I, just, I love that show so much. And the girls themselves have kind of had a little bit of a treacherous journey into getting to where they are in this moment. And despite their history and despite anything else, I just love the routine of having the podcast. They bring me so much joy. I am such a big toaster. It's not even funny. And I've come to just love it as something that helps me get out of bed in the morning. It helps me start my day. It helps me feel more routine with myself. And I just love hearing almost mindless news, if you will, because sometimes you're just a little bit too, you know, kind of caught up in the negativeness of the news cycle. And sometimes I just can't handle it. Like my little faint sensitive heart just does not have the capacity to deal with the heaviness of some news. And I do listen to news podcasts. Like I listen to the NPR podcast almost every morning and the podcast by the New York Times, The Daily, just because I do think it is important to be an educated member of society. But for starting off my day, I just want something that's going to make me happy. And that is Jackie and Claudia Oshray. I love them. I love the morning toast. If you've never heard of the podcast, you've never listened to it, it's definitely a rabbit hole. So if you're interested, get ready to kind of deep dive into it. But it just makes me happy. And I feel like that's all you could ever ask for in a podcast. I've also tried my darn hardest to not be a notorious online shopper during this period of time. But I have certainly fallen victim to this a multitude of times. I think only in recent years even have I been a good online shopper because I've never been a fan of shopping in person. It's never made me happy. It's always been a point of stress and just crankiness. Like you can ask my mom anytime we would go to try on new clothes or just walk around the mall and we would have a whole bunch of errands to run. 
I would get into such a sassy mood because I would be so hangry. I would just not be interested in trying on clothes because it was just so much work. Like, let's say you didn't wear the right thing to the mall. Oh my gosh, I don't want to retake off my outfit 18 times. No, I am just not interested. So online shopping is the perfect compromise. And obviously buying, you know, nicer, plain summer clothes at this point didn't really seem like a necessity. But what did was getting more athleisure or getting more comfy clothes because who doesn't love that? That's all I'm doing all day long, being comfy, lounging around. And somehow one day I was on my Amazon account and my whole family shares my Amazon account, which is a blessing and a curse. But we always do this thing where if we're interested in something, but we don't want to buy it yet, we just plop it in the cart, which is very annoying for the other family members because you're going to go to buy something, but then you go to check out and there's four other things for some law practice book that you don't need, but your sister does because she's studying to take the bar. So every time I want to go and buy something, I have to go through the cart, save those other items from my sisters or whomever into the save for later box and, you know, just little things, you know. And one day I was going to go check out and buy something else completely irrelevant. And I'm going through the cart that already had like six other items for my sister in it. And I stumbled upon this pair of joggers that were just sitting perfectly quaint in the shopping cart that obviously she hadn't purchased yet. And I was like, huh, well, those are just the cutest things I've ever seen. So I clicked on the link and I came across what I would argue are the comfiest, classiest, sassiest, cutest, softest joggers there ever was. I am so beyond obsessed with these joggers. I could not rave about them more. All of a sudden, I was just seeing this piece of art in my shopping cart. I figured, what the hey, it's already sitting there. Might as well purchase them. So I went ahead and did it. And let me just tell you, I was absolutely not disappointed. I live in these joggers now. I have been desperately trying to convince myself to online shop again and buy them again in every different color that they offer. I will make sure I link anything I'm talking about in the description for this episode, including these amazing joggers, because they are the light of my quarantined life. I have them right now in an olive green. I'm actually wearing them as I speak to you because I'm just so comfortable in them. They're absolutely amazing. They have a beautiful drawstring, two wonderful pockets, the softest like Lululemon type feel. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. for a quarter of the price. I am so in love with these joggers. So definitely we'll be linking these below, but I've been so in love with these ever since my sister just randomly plopped them into the Amazon cart. So thanks, Ash. Really appreciate it and highly, highly recommend. Let's dive into the rest of the comfy clothes section, if you will, because there is so much to be said about this. Now, something else that I live in also religiously is my slippers. And my slippers, my sister so kindly purchased for me, I think for my birthday or Christmas. My birthday's in November, so I always get confused of what I got for Christmas or what I got for my birthday because they're so close together. But these slippers are the best thing that's ever happened to me. They are bright yellow 
which already just screams Taylor. They're essentially slip-on Uggs with a strap on the back. And they're the most beautiful thing ever because here's the thing. My feet just get very uncomfortable in most pairs of slippers. For one, I'm really bad about walking in backless shoes or something that my toe isn't already gripping onto. Is this weird? A little bit. But these slippers have a beautiful elastic band that wraps around your ankle. So you are never lost in your slipper. You're never constantly needing to grip your toes together to keep your feet inside the shoe as you're walking along. No, 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 no. I love these slippers so darn much. They are the comfiest thing ever. They just scream personality because they're so bright and daring. And I'm constantly cold in my apartment, which I know is weird because people are probably like, why are you wearing slippers in the middle of summer? But I'm also not leaving my apartment quite literally at all. I walk Reese outside the apartment. She goes to the bathroom. We walk back in. That is the daily routine. So when I'm just sitting here all day long, not exerting much energy, just sitting at my computer being the hermit that I am, editing away, I want to be wearing my slippers. And also, because I'm a little bit shorter, or at least my legs are a little bit shorter. Who am I kidding? I'm 5'2". I am short. My feet don't really touch the ground when I'm sitting in my chair, either at my office or at the coffee table that we use as our kitchen table. So when I have these slippers on, they provide a little bit of a platform also, and I can actually comfortably sit (laughs) with my feet not dangling. So that's another great reason to get these. If you're on the shorter end, you need a little bit of a platform in your life and you don't want your toes just kind of touching the ground. Get yourself these Ugg slippers. I love them. I love them. And I think they come in a lot of fun colors. I want to say they come in pink, maybe blue, black. I would buy them in eight other colors if I had the money. But for now, obsessed with these. Everything about them is just beautiful. I am also endlessly obsessed with trying out new workout brands or just constantly rebuying from ones that I already love. I feel like I get a lot of questions about what are my favorite workout brands. My top favorites are Gymshark, which I've loved for a few years now and I feel like they've stayed pretty consistent as they've grown into a bigger brand. Their quality has stayed great, which is great as a consumer of the brand. (laughs) Set Active, which is a little bit more of a trendier brand. I feel like I see a lot of big influencers being asked to wear their clothing a lot, but I'm a huge fan of it. And I was extremely surprised when I bought just a pair of leggings, I think in a sports bra for the first time that I actually went back and repurchased three other things just because I was that in love with it. So Set Active is also really good. And then Tala, T-A-L-A, which is Grace Beverly's sustainable athleisure brand. And I would be daring enough to say that all three of these brands have essentially styled me throughout this quarantine. It has been what I've lived in, I've slept in, I've worked out in. I live, eat, breathe in these clothes. I love them dearly. If you're a little bit lost when it comes to athleisure, you just don't really know where to start I can offer a few small tips here. Gymshark definitely has the widest range of the three that I named for comfort and also just leggings for different types of activities like running, for example, versus weightlifting leggings versus leggings for hit. I would say if you want to invest in some leggings, their Energy Seamless is probably one of my favorite collection of theirs. You can also just go with their classic, which is I think their flex leggings, and you really can't go wrong with any of their 
tops, like their long sleeves are really, really cute. They really do have pretty consistent sizing all across the brand. I know I'm a size small and literally everything I've ever purchased from there. So don't be too nervous about sizing. I feel like it's very, very consistent, but definitely recommend pretty much anything from there. When it comes to Set Active, I would say they're known for their staples and they're also still a really small brand where they have to do launches of products. I want to say they might have just released a staple collection that they might always have a few different colors of a certain type of sports bra, leggings, socks even, and those are really, really awesome. They have an amazing, amazing ribbed v-neck crossover between a sports bra and a tank top that I am in love with. I actually think I'm wearing it right now. Yeah, I am. <laughs> It's kind of that perfect crossover between I don't really want to wear a sports bra to the gym, but I also don't really want to wear a full-on t-shirt. It's long enough that it actually complements your body very well. It's not padded, but you could probably wear a sports bra very comfortably underneath. And their material for their sports bras and their leggings, I believe, is the same. And it complements your body so well because it's just almost made to glue to you, if that makes sense. So it will snug you in really, really well, and it's just very, very flattering. I was beyond impressed with their leggings. Oh my gosh, I couldn't recommend them more. Even the coloring I was a little bit shocked by because, you know, sometimes if you get lighter color leggings, they don't look as flattering as, let's say, black leggings or something. But I was so impressed and they're just comfy and cute and soft. I would say I probably lounge in them more than I work out in them because they're just so darn cozy. And lastly, Tala, I feel like has the widest range of athleisure clothing like you know how athleisure is a little bit more of a fashion statement nowadays that's a little bit more of their brand they are also a little bit more similar to set active where they're an extremely small brand so they're constantly doing launches of products rather than having a full inventory but something I do love about their website is that you can easily search for things based on sizing so I do that all the time if I'm looking for pretty much just I don't know, wanting to spend money, I just go onto their website and I'll search by my size and then I'll look for pretty much anything that's available. But from their collection, I have a few different pair of leggings, a jacket. Oh, and I just bought two t-shirts. I'll let you know how those are. But I just love the brand in general because I love that I can actually feel like I'm making a difference when it comes to sustainable clothing. I also would love to try Girlfriend Collective. They're actually based in Seattle, which is where I am. And therefore, there would be a smaller carbon footprint just even getting the clothes to me in general. But I am a huge fan of having sustainable clothing because not into fast fashion as much as it's you know promoted to us on a daily basis it's much better to shop small and sustainably when we can so that's definitely something that I try and do and speaking of small businesses also when I'm trying to lean away from that athleisure look when I'm just not wanting joggers or leggings what have you I have recently become in love with this Instagram account vivacious fashion now, I actually learned about Vivacious from my friend Callan, who also has a YouTube channel. And she did a full video review, I think, on the brand just because she loves it so much. And essentially, it is a one-woman show, and her name is McLean. And she sells all of these clothes pretty much out of her bedroom and just kind of started the business on a whim. And recently, especially over quarantine, her business has grown exponentially. I want to say it's doubled or tripled in size. But every Wednesday and Friday, she does drops on her 
her Instagram page. And she's constantly releasing new clothes. She has amazing staples that I just throw into my wardrobe now without a second thought. And McLean just has the cutest, trendiest things if you want something that you know is in style and you're wanting to support a small business, definitely look it up. It's vivacious with a Y. So V Y V A C I O U S. I will again, make sure I'm linking everything I'm talking about in my description box for this podcast episode. You can ask Keith how much I have been absolutely raving about the Michelle Obama book. Holy guacamole. I chose to read this book for my second book in my 75 Hard Challenge, which is kind of crazy because I finished the first book that I read, The Happiness Project, in what felt like such a short amount of time. I know it was a little bit of a smaller book, but it just kind of felt like that was so long ago that I even read that. And this Michelle Obama book is, I think, 420 pages. So if I'm only reading 10 pages a day, it's taken me a larger chunk of 75 Hard to get this complete. I just don't remember the last time I read a book that I loved this thoroughly from beginning to end. I've just been pleasantly surprised with every page I've turned, how much I've learned. I didn't mean to make that a rhyme. How much I've learned about even our government, about Michelle and the Obama family, obviously, and just ways that I can even myself become more but it's becoming is the name of the book. Do you get it? Do you get it? But it's gotten so good to the point where I want to read more than my 10 pages that I'm supposed to read for 75 hard. And of course, you're allowed to read more than 10 pages. That's just the minimum. But it's just been such a pleasant book to read. And I feel like it just puts me in a really good mindset for the rest of the day. I've started reading it as one of the first things that I do when I wake up in the morning. I used to read every book I'd read for 75 hard, <laughs> all two of them, at the end of the day right before I was going to go to sleep but it kind of felt like that was the last task I had to take off it was a nuisance it wasn't something I wanted to do I was half asleep like trying to get through the pages because it would be one or two o'clock in the morning and I would still need to read it was just kind of a little bit of a mess so once I started reading in the morning I feel like I just feel a little bit more grounded for the rest of the day maybe it's just Michelle's beautiful voice speaking to me maybe it's just I'm in a better headspace I'm not exactly sure but I think starting off my day with a book rather than with social media or something even diving into work is probably a really smart decision. So definitely recommend Michelle's book. I would say just recommend trying to read in general if you're not a big reader. I certainly wasn't. I think it's something that I will carry on with me past the challenge. I promise the next episode of this podcast, I'm so freaking happy to say, will be about the conclusion, my journey with 75 hard. I'm very much at a point of just kind of hitting exhaustion with it. I think it has a lot to do with my PMS this past week. I've just felt a little bit defeated. I felt like my progress has been very stagnant, which I know is not true, but I've just been so in my head. I'm just kind of ready. And I think that's a good thing. I think it's a challenge for a reason. It's not meant to be sustained past 75 days, but there's a lot to unpack. So I promise, I promise next week we will unravel it all. So make sure that you send in any questions that you have to my Instagram when I put up the question poll or to my email, hello at twistypod, just so I make sure that I get every single thing answered. And if I don't, there will also be a YouTube video on it. So 
so many places to get all of your questions answered. Of course, one of the most important things that has kept me sane, that has kept me motivated, that has kept me hopefully a little bit in shape during quarantine is the workouts. Now, honestly, I battle with myself every single day about getting the motivation to even start the workout, but I know that, first of all, I always have a fun time. I never regret doing it. And second of all, I am so sedentary throughout my day. There are very few times when I am even just up and about throughout the apartment because I'm just glued to the computer. I'm glued to the couch. I'm in bed. Like it is so important for me to have my workout time, whether or not I want to do it. I know it is what keeps me happy. And it's also just good for you. It's good for anybody to get active throughout the day. And it's crazy to think how sedentary I've been, especially in quarantine. So having any sort of workout plan to follow has been so helpful. Like I mentioned too, it is crazy how much time has passed in quarantine. Like I always forget that I even posted the video of me running every single day for 30 days at the beginning of quarantine. That was just in March. Like I think I posted that video maybe the day I was laid off, which is so funny to look back on now. And it feels like a century ago. It's been quite the journey of figuring out what works well for my body with what resources I have, what doesn't work well for my body, what keeps me motivated and energized. And if you're wondering, the answer is certainly coffee. Like that is what makes me energized. But I just feel like my whole world has done a complete 180 spin throughout quarantine, especially when it comes to my workout routines. Because prior to quarantine, I was pretty much active in the gym, you know, in an actual gymnasium setting with a weight room and everything pretty much every single day. And it was what I was doing for months on end. And I think in some ways, it has been such a blessing to have a recharge to my workout routine because if I'm being quite frank with myself, it wasn't working for me anymore. And I'm sure I could probably do a deep dive into that on why it was not what was successful for me because at the end of the day, I was not eating well enough. I was eating too much for my body. I think I was telling myself, oh, I'm working out so I can eat just as much as my 6'4 boyfriend, which is just not realistic for me and for my body. And I think I was just continually telling myself that I was pushing myself really hard when I knew I was just crossing off my workout to say that I did it. So working out at home, I feel like it's very hard to cheat yourself, at least for me. Like I know that if I'm going to do an at-home workout, it's my body weight that is challenging me. It is what's pushing me to my limits in a really positive way. It is what has given me amazing progress. I don't want to sound like I'm, I don't know, like I don't want to brag, but at the same time, I need to give myself a pat on the back sometimes because I think I've come a really far away physically and mentally. And I don't want to ever, I don't know, like I don't ever want to be a bragger, but I think I need to give myself a little bit more credit where it is due. And I I have come a long way since the start of quarantine. So I need to be proud of myself for that, but also acknowledge that I do have some ways to go. So a lot of what has helped me get some good results are a few different workout plans that I've been following or trying out. Obviously, that's one of my things that I'd like to do on my YouTube channel just because I feel like a lot of you like that kind of content as well. And it's also so fun because there's so much good free content out here on the internet. And 
it's something that I think we should fully take advantage of. And yes, of course, if somebody has a paid program, you absolutely should pay for it. Don't try and go about it a sneaky way or something. But there's amazing influencers and people who make a living off of just providing free content. And that is to be applauded on every single day of the year. From Chloe to Pamela to Madfit to Whitney, whomever it is, I think it's amazing that we have so many people that are providing workouts for you to try and get in shape in the comfort of your home. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I would say two people that have been very foolproof for me have been Lily Sobri, who is somebody that I only recently started doing her workouts, but have been so motivated by her ever since. I did a full video on her on my YouTube channel. And let me just say, if I can have a small little fangirl moment, Lily shouted me out on her Instagram. And I, it was the first thing I saw when I woke up one morning. And basically, I think she did a screen recording of my video, which was already nice enough. Like she didn't have to obviously promote it. I don't ever make videos for people to promote them. Like that's not my goal whatsoever. But it was just really sweet. And then the next Instagram story was her saying something like, oh my golly gosh, Taylor, like you're so funny or something along those lines. And I could not tell you how fast my heart was pounding, how big my smile was. I was through and through the biggest fangirl in that moment. It was the cutest thing that she actually addressed me and just, oh my God, I couldn't even believe it. And then she just sent me a cute little message like, you know, keep doing your thing, whatever. But I just, I love that so much that people who are way bigger than I will ever be take the time to just acknowledge, you know, the small little ones in the pack. And I just, I don't ever do those videos for people to see them. It's kind of ironically unusual when they do, surprisingly, but I, I absolutely loved it. And I thought that was the coolest thing. So thank you, Lily. I love your workouts. They kick my booty like no other. And I genuinely mean that. I think her workouts are some of the hardest that I've tried. I think she has amazing programs and I would love to try out her app next. I think that it's, it's either already out or it's coming out, but it's something I'd like to do. So I will definitely be looking into that. And then also somebody that I've never reviewed before, and I don't really know why. I think I a lot of times have a huge backlog of people that are constantly being recommended to me or even people I know myself that I want to review or promote or just try out on my channel. And every time I post a new video, immediately the comment section is just try this person next, try this person next which I do love and appreciate, but I think it becomes a lot when there's so many people being thrown at me left and right for recommendations. Somebody that I follow all of the darn time is Rachel Goodeats. Rachel is actually native to Seattle, which is fabulous. Her real name is Rachel DeVoe, and she is a certified personal trainer, also a nutritionist. She just came out with her own line of matcha, which I am dying to try. I am 
in love with matcha just as much as I love coffee. I'm just not as good at making it as I can with, you know, pushing a button on an espresso machine. But I can't wait to try her matcha. She has amazing recipes on her Instagram. Rachel Good Eats is her tag for a reason. She has her own restaurant in Las Vegas. It's called Toast Society Cafe that I am dying to try. And I would love to go there one day. I hope and pray that one day, you know, life will be back to normal. We could travel someplace, but I would love to try out her cafe. And obviously with her workouts, she provides such beautiful content. She does live workouts at least once or twice a week, a lot of times with her husband Bridger. And I just think that they're very fun and very easy to follow. Because they are live workouts, they're also just a lot more engaging. I feel like I enjoy live workouts a lot more than these staged workouts because you're actually feeling like you're doing it alongside the influencer or the trainer and her workouts are just good like they kick your butt they're really efficient and I can trust her knowledge and that she knows what she's doing because she is certified so I've loved doing her workouts it's something that I turn on when I don't really know what to do I need a quick 45 minute workout just to get my 75 hard requirement and it's been really fun and I feel like I'm actually seeing pretty darn good results from her and her workouts so thank you Rachel thank you Lily I love you both. And I could go on and on about all of the people that I just randomly pick and choose workouts from. I've definitely strayed away from doing a full program. Maybe I should go back to doing programs. Maybe it's something that's better for me and my body. But at this moment in time, I just, I've loved trying out so many different videos and workouts from different people. And there's so many different strengths that people can offer from their different workout styles. And that's something that I feel like I always limited myself away from when I would just choose one particular program to stick with. I think I've just done so many programs throughout the years that I know what works best for my body. I know when I'm feeling challenged. And sometimes I just get so darn bored so easily. I love to mix things up. For now, I'm not sticking to a certain program. I'm just doing what feels best for my body. I'm listening to my body and just doing what feels good and enjoying the ride. And that to me is the idea of balance, the idea of a good darn good workout. I have so many questions for you all actually in my email account right now. So let me pull those up first because I feel like I want to make sure I'm giving all of those the attention that they rightfully deserve. Andrea's question is, what are the struggles that you're actually having in quarantine? Which I guess is definitely important to mention too, because these are the things that are keeping me sane in quarantine, but I'm definitely having struggles as well. I think going off of what I was saying earlier, I'm having a lot of difficulty being so sedentary. I think I'm used to walking a lot. I'm used to just getting outside having fresh air and I think that's something that keeps me sane so when I'm not getting outside at all anymore I think I'm going a little bit crazy. I also have only just recently created a separation of space between where I'm working and where I'm living lounging whatever and that has been a game changer for me because I think beforehand there was no separation and it was really taking a toll on my mental health so I've gone from struggle to success I guess in the last week or so so I've loved that and I think I just struggle in general being indoors all day long like there are little things that you can do outside but really it's just smarter and better to be home as much as possible so I pretty much am all day long and it's hard it just kind of sucks sometimes but I just have to remember that we're doing what is best for everybody and the greater good of everybody else. And if that means I have to suffer for just a few months, then it is what it is. Why do you smile with your tongue semi out? I don't know. <laughs>
<laughs> That's such a weird question, I guess. I've never really thought about that. I think I try to do it because it makes me feel less self-conscious, I suppose, a little bit. I don't know. That's a really strange question that I have an even stranger answer to. <laughs> what are your favorite ways to exercise that aren't conventional online workouts? Um, I totally feel you on this because I definitely get bored of doing the same thing over and over again. I would say I'm definitely lucky to be where I am in Washington where I can go on lots of hikes outdoors and that's something that definitely can keep you in really good shape because there's some extremely hard hikes around here and that's definitely not conventional in any way shape or form. I think I'm also always surprised whenever I do some type of dance or Zumba workout because it never feels like you're actually getting in a workout because you're just having fun but you don't realize that you're actually getting in a really good cardio burn or you're just enjoying yourself and that's a lot more fun than just you know doing commandos or something. I also love I guess on a teeny bit more of a conventional route to do challenges so I've been doing a lot of these from Rachel Goodeats lately where you'll do like a 500 rep challenge and basically you do five different exercises and each of them you have to do 100 reps of. And I know that sounds a little bit wild, but it actually feels so good when you're finished with it. And it's a lot different than just following a workout plan or like turning on a Chloe Ting video. And I feel like sometimes just the idea of a quote unquote challenge can motivate me in a lot of ways. And then of course, something I will always promote is 12, 330 walking on the treadmill on an incline. Not that conventional, kind of conventional, but kicks your butt and it works really well. What have been sources of joy for you? I love that question. That's so cute. I would say I'm trying to find a lot of joy in the little things right now. Things that I think I would normally take for granted that I'm just trying not to take for granted. Whether that's just being able to have a fresh cup of coffee in the morning or sitting by the window trying to read my book or just playing with Reese, like taking an extra five minutes to throw the toy with her, which I know she loves so much. But sometimes, you know, it can feel like, oh, I have things to do. I don't have time to play. But in reality, I absolutely do. I have the total time for that. So I think if I'm just trying to slow down in a lot of ways, I can feel a lot more joyful and just appreciative of the life that I'm living and to be grateful for my health, thankful for the life I have and just being a lot more thankful for the little things. Do you dye your hair? I get this question all the time. No, I am too scared to dye my hair. Truly, I would love to. It's always been something I've thought about. When I was little, I would always draw myself as a brunette because I always wanted to have brown hair. When I was, I think, a junior or senior in college, I wanted to dye my hair uh, how do I put this like in a cool way? Like silver. <laughs> like I basically just wanted to look like Daenerys from Game of Thrones. And you know, as cool as that would seem, I just don't know if I'd be able to pull it off. I think I have a very unique natural color and I don't want to lose it. I think if I ever tried to dye it, I would probably end up ruining my natural color. So as long as my hair is healthy and it looks okay, then I will probably leave it as it is. And I'm saving a lot of coin by not continually dyeing my hair every few months. Okay, very relevant question, but motivation to work out while you were on your period. I mean, how? <laughs> you know, I have a harder time before my period than during my period, but totally get the struggle either way. I think one thing that I have to do is take it easy. I have to do lower impact workouts. I have to do things like going on a walk, going on a run. If I ugh, actually, that sounds like a terrible idea. Maybe not that one. 
but uh, yoga could be really good. Getting outside, I think, in any way can be good for your mental health and also just your physical health. So definitely do that if you're having just sort of lack of motivation. But also remember, like, it's okay. Maybe that's a good rest day for you when you're having really bad symptoms of whatever kind. Just take it with a grain of salt. Don't be too hard on yourself. And sometimes like you just literally don't want to do anything. And that's okay too. Where would you travel to if this whole quarantine situation wasn't happening? P.S. If you and Keith ever want to visit Germany, my BF and I would love to hang out with you guys. Oh my gosh. I would love to hang out with you too. Get me a plane ticket whenever this is over. I am on my way. Get some pretzels. I'm ready. I have such a travel bug in my heart. I just want to be able to see everywhere all at the same time all at once. I would literally go anywhere. Like anywhere in the world sounds good to me. It could be like the next town over. Like amazing. Sounds like an adventure. Take me there now. I'm just really ready to get, I don't know, out of the apartment. <laughs> in an ideal world, I think I would immediately after all of this is over, hop on a plane straight on over to, you know, Sydney, Australia, let's say. And then I would just continue the journey all the way until I'm back in Washington. So I'd probably go up to Bali or something, or I'd hang out in India for a while. And then I'd maybe go to Thailand and then maybe to Dubai, maybe to South Africa. This is a bad like strategic route at the moment, but I'm just spitballing here. I definitely go back to Florence. I would definitely go anywhere in France, anywhere in Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Denmark, <laughs> the United Kingdom. Please, I just, I want to see it all. I want to see it all. Oh, also, you know, anywhere in South America, I want to see it all. I just want to see it all. I'm so desperate. I will, I will go anywhere, anywhere, please, please. Opinions on the Chloe Ting hype. Wow. Y'all want me to be juicy, don't you? Okay. Um, I don't know. Let's be honest here for a moment. I think it is wild that she is pretty much just blown up over the quarantine period. When I was first doing one of her initial challenges, she had a few million followers, which is already a lot. Like that is a lot of people following you. And she's doubled her numbers or even tripled them, which I think is so impressive, so amazing. I think a lot of it has to do with how active she was on TikTok. I think she got a lot of recognition on the app and that's helped her just gain a better following in general. And maybe that was something that a lot of other fitness influencers did not do themselves and she took a lot of advantage of, which I think worked really well for her. I think it's amazing that she provides so many programs back to back. I feel like she's whipping out a new one like every other week. Is that just me? Like it feels like there's a new program all the darn time. At this point, I've only done two of her full programs and just a few workout videos here and there. And it just doesn't work for me for whatever reason. I just don't feel that motivated doing her workouts. But I respect the hype. I respect that she provides free content for so many people. And I think so many people have just become very loyal to her. And regardless of anything else, I feel like she's just done an amazing thing for people when they were in need of an at-home workout plan and they didn't know where to look. So I think that's where the hype comes from. And I also think it's just kind of one of those things where people cling on to something because other people are hyping it up too, which then just elevates the hype even more. I don't want to hate on somebody just for no reason whatsoever. Like Chloe seems like the nicest person ever. Sure, there are so many workout programs that don't work for me and my personal style, but that doesn't mean they're not good. That doesn't mean that they don't work for other people. So I think my opinion's a little bit irrelevant. I just don't want to bash other women for promoting health and fitness and living a healthy lifestyle because that's just not 
what I want to do. But yeah, all the power to Chloe. I think she's really cool. I don't think I will be doing any more of her programs or challenges myself. I just want to make sure that all content I am producing on my channel, on my podcast, Instagram, whatever is authentic and real. And if I was doing something that I wasn't interested in, then that's not real or genuine whatsoever. So um, if you love her and if you're into her, props to you. I'm sure you're probably getting your butt whooped because her workouts are pretty darn hard sometimes. And all the power to you. Top folklore songs. And since you are a converted fan, are there any older songs you now love? Okay, so if you don't know what Sydney's talking about, basically t- Folklore is the new album by Taylor Swift. And I actually was never a huge fan of Taylor Swift growing up. I think I liked her songs that were mainly on the radio and whatnot, but I was never a devout fan until my best friend Alex took me to the Reputation tour. And basically throughout the concert and afterwards, I realized what an amazing songwriter she is, what an amazing artist she is, and I was pretty much converted. Even now, I'm not the biggest, most invested fan there ever was, but I just respect Taylor a lot and I respect her hustle and her lyrics and how everything is just so poetic and beautiful. And one of my best friends, Connor, he's very, very into Taylor Swift. So he helps me feel more excited about her in some ways. But I've just loved listening to her new album because it's so beautiful. And there's a whole story behind it. I think you should just take the time to look it up because I would totally butcher the whole story if I tried to explain it. Basically, there's all this speculation that the whole album is pretty much an entire story that's been written from different perspectives and there's an affair involved and it's speculated that's all about the previous owner of Taylor's Rhode Island house. It's fascinating. So look it up if you have the time or you're interested. My favorite songs from the album are The One, This Is Me Trying, August, Invisible String, Betty, Peace, Illicit Affairs, like (laughs) the whole album perhaps. Old songs that I've come to love, State of Grace, All Too Well, of course, Holy Ground, Shake It Off has a lot of special meaning to me from an amazing college experience I had at a retreat. So I love that song for different reasons other than just its popularity. Cruel Summer is an amazing song. Christmas Tree Farm, just because I'm a huge Christmas lover. I Did Something Bad is one of my favorites. I could keep going. I feel like I'm just going to (laughs) keep ranting off some of my favorite songs, but she has a lot of amazing hits. And I think at the end of the day, she's just an amazing songwriter. Least favorite fitness or workout that is popular? That's a good question. Least favorite workout trend. I think sometimes it's not even a trend, but more so like the hustle culture behind always feeling like you need to be working out or you always feel like you need to be at the gym. Like that's just not realistic. Nobody has time for that. And that's just not the way that you can live your life sustainably. I think a lot of times when people are doing two a days or just, you know, going to the gym every single day, sometimes they're building up for an event or they're keeping up their lifestyle, maybe because they're a fitness influencer or something like that. But to me, that just doesn't seem safe. It doesn't seem realistic. Here I am doing a 75 hard challenge where I've had to work out every single day for almost 75 days. I've tried to be very balanced and very smart about what workouts I do back to back because I just never was a huge fan of the idea of not being able to rest. But I think just that hustle around it has always kind of bothered me or the idea that you always have to be motivated or you should just, you know, get your butt in gear and blah, blah, blah. That's just, that's just not how our minds work. That's not how our bodies work. There's just times when we don't want to work out and that shouldn't be a problem. Give us more info about your CPT. I'm so curious and I was considering this myself. Yes. 
So I haven't even mentioned this on the podcast yet. I've been thinking about trying to get my certification to be a personal trainer for a very long time now. And it never felt like something that was going to be realistic to my lifestyle because ultimately I don't want to be an actual in-person trainer. I don't want to work at a gym. I don't want to really take on clients even, but I've always just been interested in the idea of learning more about fitness and learning more about what is right for our bodies, what we should be eating and how we should be eating it or how we should be training. Everything about that has just always fascinated me. So I've always just kind of wanted to further my education. And when I kind of got onto the idea that I was merging my passion for fitness with my passion for editing and filming with YouTube, it kind of just started to make sense to me that this was a logical next step, especially if I want to continue to promote different workout plans or try out different influencers workouts. You're probably going to trust my opinion more if I'm coming from a certified background. So it's something that I am about to get started on. I'm just looking at the logistics of everything of what program to start with and how often I'll be able to do the testing and the classes, etc, etc. I'm extremely excited to get started. I feel like it will allow me to create better content for you all. It will be probably a pretty intensive few months when I'm trying to get it finished, but I think it will be so beyond worth it. And it's something that I'm just really, I'm ready for it. Like I just feel very, very certain about this decision. And I'm just very confident in myself that I've I guess come to this point where I realized I need to stop saying, oh, I'd never be good enough for that or I'm not fit enough to be a certified personal trainer because that has nothing to do with it. It even makes my education that much more desirable. So I'm really excited and I hope that it will provide you with a lot better content from me. And we'll just see what happens next, I guess. It's just, it's exciting to like finally realize this is what I want to do. So that's cool. Okay, great, great question to end on. If you could go back and change one thing in your fitness journey, would you? You know, I honestly think the only thing I would truly change was how kind I would be to myself because I know in previous moments of my life I just haven't been kind enough to myself I haven't given myself enough grace because I think right now I can recognize that I looked so good back then but I couldn't see it in that moment I couldn't understand it I didn't know why I was trying so hard and not seeing any results so I wish I would have just been a lot more kind to myself I wish I would have understood that change takes time Even with 75 hard where I have seen really great mental and physical results, I have to recognize that it's only been a little over two months. And as crazy as it has been and as intense as it has been, you won't see lasting sustainable change in two months. A lot of times it can take two years for your body to change and adapt, especially on a sustainable level. And I think that's something I need to constantly remind myself even now because you want to see immediate results. Of course you do. But because it's preached all the darn time, it's all we hear. And then we get our heads wrapped around this idea that we need to see change so fast and it's just not always reasonable. Like half the time I do challenges on my YouTube channel, I'm saying at the very end, well, I feel like I saw great results, but I'm not that happy. Well, of course, Taylor, it was 21 days. Like what do you expect is going to happen in such a short amount of time? It's kind of crazy, but I wish I would just have a better understanding myself that change takes time. Be kinder to yourself in the process. Be proud of the little victories that come with each and every day. 
and just be grateful that you're even in a mindset that is wanting to better yourself. You're in that headspace that is ready to prioritize a healthy lifestyle, healthy living. And to me, that's already a victory. That's already something that needs to be celebrated. And with that, effing mic drop. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Don't Get It Twisted. I hate ending this. It makes me so happy to just rant off my butt that I hate ending the podcast. But I'm so appreciative for you for tuning in and listening. I love you all so stinking much. Thank you for just continuing to support me and love me and being my friend because that's all I could ever ask for from you. I hope you're doing okay. I hope that you're just kind of staying sane and positive right now. I know times are weird and crazy and 2020 is just a jigsaw puzzle and we're just trying to find all the scattered pieces all across the world, but I promise it is a lot easier when we are strung together as a tight-knit community. So thank you for just being you. You matter. I love you so much and I will talk to you in the next one. Bye.